Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Ho ho, hello everybody and welcome back to the Triple Jump podcast. It's a video game podcast. My name is Ben. My name is Peter. And my name is Ashton. That's right. We're barely a flipping toddle into December and already the Christmas gear is is bedecked. Is that right? The podcast studio is bedecked. We have very much decked the halls. <laughs> yes. With Christmas stuff. We've got our lovely, uh, if you're watching the video version of course, we've got our lovely um, uh, uh, Christmas community tree. Christmas tree mm-hmm. from last year's Tat Appeal with all the ornaments on and the rules boss topper mm-hmm. uh, peter and i are wearing our christmas jumpers purely out of convenience as much as anything else because yeah. it's cold i had mine but i didn't realize that they were wearing it until we were down here and i said i can't be asked to go get mine so i'm not wearing that mine that's but that's fine. okay i we put the tinsel up on the tv mm-hmm. so Tinsel's close on enough the tv we might not even be wearing christmas jumpers next week or the week after it's just that i will oh will you yeah okay well then You've maybe i'll do the christmas same jumpers, i've got though. four or five so i wear one every day through december pretty much every day wow. yeah at, at work oh. not at home necessarily but um i always when i'm wow. doing at least when i'm filming content i like to have christmas jumper on for december one for That's every nice. day of the week yes i'll do it for content i'm not doing it for anyone else though no That's i don't do it at home it. That's it. <laughs> We come to you today on Thursday, the 1st of December, which is when we're recording this. Obviously, it goes out on the Saturday. Uh, The day after the TAT unboxing, how long does it take us, Ashton? Uh, about 11 hours. Yeah. Give or take. It was about 10 hours filming, but it was was a good 11 hours. Mm. Like including either side, like we set up and sat down to up. film at half nine. Had a brief pause because the SD card wasn't working, yeah. and then we finished and like tidied everything at about eight o'clock last night. We left so about half. We eight, left about half eight. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, it's a long day. In- a long day, an incredible day, mm-hmm. and the video, which will be longer than last year's video, yeah. uh, should be on the channel towards the end of the month. So. Look forward to that, and thank you to everyone who sent us, Tat. so much. We feel hungover in a way that I can't really describe today, mm. probably because of what we ate yesterday and also the duration of the day. Yeah. What we drank, maybe. What we drank. Although we were all stone cold sober by the end, weren't mm. we? So uh, yeah. We may not be on our A game today, but we're, boy, we're going to try. Yeah. Uh, we're we're going to put our whole 
some triple juicy thank you into this podcast and as, as we said in the recording of the tat appeal which you won't see till the end of the month uh, we won't necessarily be rolling out bits mm. of re- show relevant tat until perhaps the new year or yeah. at, at some point like you'll you'll yeah. see it as and when but not necessarily straight away so exactly yeah. however This is a video game podcast, and we are sponsored each and every week by a very real video game adjacent sponsor. Um, This isn't the point where we talk about Dead Island 2 The Spider, is it? No, and it's before what we play in, I think. Is it what we play in? It's something that involves looking... Oh, keep the lights on is when we say Yeah. Yeah, so so that is the sponsor. Oh, well, yeah patrons or the sponsor it's after the sponsor okay you, say you help us keep the lights on. well we won't look for it yet then no. but ashton i believe you have this week's sponsor in front of you i do as you guys know it's winter mm. isn't it and it's a bit chilly over here in the uk Brr. Brr, so cold so one thing you probably don't want is ice lollies no no, no. But there is one thing that, you know, when I say one thing, there's a list of things that you should do when you're having an ice lolly. And one of them is don't eat it when it's cold because you're already cold. Um, But someone's compiled this list of kind of unwritten rules Mm. and uh, put them all together. And it's uh, coming out tomorrow as the list of things (laughs) that that they want everyone to know. Come on. Uh, And it's, of course, the Calippo Protocol. Oh, for God's sake. (laughs) For God's sake. Yeah. So, uh, you know, things like don't squeeze it all the way out because it's just going to melt all over your hands. When you finish it, you should make sure that you get the juices out of the bottom. Otherwise, you're not getting the full experience. Don't get pushed into the meat grinder by the necromorph. Yeah. No. Um, yeah, I was going. I was like, ice lolly, lolly, ice, ice. No, I mm. couldn't think of anything. I was doing trying to do the work it out in my head. Well, uh, it's not real. Oh, oh damn so. it! When was the last time you had a calippo? Oh, while not ago. actually as long ago as it should have been. I don't know if it was the most recent summer, summer or the one before, but yeah. I think I had one over the summer. Okay, I haven't had one. I think since I was a, a child. I, I used to call them calipos. I used to call them calipos. Oh, that's mm. weird. My friend. That's like, weird. Not the way. Not I the way it. I said calipos. it. Well, I said cali- I used to say calipos, and my friend was like, "It's not calipo," and then she started making fun of me, and I was like, "What do you mean? How do you say it?" And apparently, it's calipo. Yeah. But I always thought it was calipo. Mm. freaks <laughs> <laughs> but it's not real no it's not oh, real. that's sorry sad. i'm really sad about that uh the real game the callisto protocol who of course uh the, the game is is it directed by uh, the inspiration for it's tony goberni um chris, chris glenn yeah glenn schofield i want to yeah. say chris oh, from dead space yeah. It's got quite a lot of the Dead Space devs involved it in it. It does. Oh, it's my game. Hey, hey. you're going to die in the meat grinder. I'm developing here. <laughs> so, of course, we are sponsored by wonderful patrons. Over at patreon.com forward slash team triple jump, where for as little as $1 per month, you can submit questions to this podcast. It's flipping easy to do, guys. Mm. It's so much fun to submit questions for this podcast. Imagine submitting a question and having your name read out loud on the podcast yeah we're hammering this home because there was a slight we were, we were slightly what's the term bereft mm. of yes. questions this week the questions we've got of course are wonderful but you know we want to drive that engagement everyone and if you're worried if you're like a a new patron and you're worried that maybe your questions aren't are good enough hey just give it a try give it a try give it a try you never know i might really like them we want to see some new names in there yeah. patrons we know there's flipping loads of you in there thank yeah. you very much mm-hmm. so so throw your hat in the ring submit a question see the same names often which is great mm. good and fine but uh we don't pick people based on 
it's nothing to do with the asker. It's to do with the question. So if yeah. you've got a good question, don't think, well, I'm not one of those people. Chuck yeah. it in. Chuck it in. Chuck in. If something hat. big has happened in the news that week and you think that would make it for a good big discussion, stick it in a question. Yeah. Get it in there. We'd love to see there. it. And by being a patron, you will be keeping the lights on. Yes, yes that's Keeping true. the lights on. It's not here. No, Dead, Dead Space. Oh, Dead Island. Dead yeah. Space. Sorry. <laughs> the Kalisto the, the spider. He's at my house staying yeah. warm. Oh, that's good. Yes. To get. That's a comforting good. thought. Mm. Uh, thank you to all of our patrons, by the way. And it's time for question one. This is submitted by David Lever, who says, Konnichiwa, hedgy wedgies. Mm. Are there any games where you didn't like some of the artistic flourishes the developers used? For instance, I love how God of War was presented as one continuous shot, but then really hated the fast travel system that was needed because of that. And I love how cinematic Ghost of Tsushima is, but uh, find it repetitive. Uns- I, but I find the repetitive, unskippable cutscenes really irritating. Thanks, David. Thanks, David. Thanks, David. Thanks, comma David. I struggle to think of stuff outside of just actual art style, whereas you know David's come up with a couple of things that aren't specifically art style they're more to do with direction and stuff but anyway i i came up with a couple i don't actually really like the borderlands style which i know is a pretty controversial thing to say inking inking indeed which uh and I, I know that it's a, a huge sell for most people uh it's like one of the reasons they like it so much is how it looks but i, for the, I don't like it i don't mind it for the most part i think it looks really good on like the environments and on people's clothes. But what I don't like is on people's faces where they've like drawn little lines and creases and things. Mm. I just think it looks really strange. So it it just, I look at it and I'm like, it just kind of looks like a tattoo or a a scar that I know isn't supposed to be a scar. Mm. And I don't know, I just can't really look beyond it. Whereas when they draw creases onto their clothes, I'm fine with it. I don't really know what it is, but... um, don't know. It's just something to do with having lines on their faces. What is skin if not meat clothes? Indeed. Such well, a good point. With creases. Such a good so, point. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate that that's a bit of a hot take, but I did bring another one then just to be safe. Um, <laughs> okay. I, a mild take. From the very beginning, even back when we didn't realize that it was going to turn out to not be what was promised, even when we're all excited by the first trailer, I didn't really like the style of No Man's Sky. I didn't like the color palettes. Um, it's not to say that it it didn't have colors. It had lots of colors, but I didn't like the colors. It's very saturated. Though. Very saturated. Very, and I'm sure this is the intention, but very sort of alien looking. Um, I don't mean alien the franchise. I just mean it just looked very sort of strange and exotic and unusual. Um, and I don't know. It just kind of, I think uh, maybe it's to do with sort of being a Star Wars fan and that kind of thing that I quite like a somewhat relatable looking world like something that looks lived in and a bit like dirty and color schemes that i recognize so when i see sci-fi that has all these like blown out saturated colors and strange textures i'm like yeah i can't really get with that as much um so it should be gray and raining it should be gray and like here yes yes like life is like here concrete (laughs) um so yeah, No Man's Sky, um, even back when it was like, oh, wow, look at this great, exciting, new, promising thing. I was like, yeah, I don't really like the style, but, you know, to each his own mm-hmm. or her own Ashton Matthews. That's oh. true. Thank you so much for that fantastic segue. Um, I also agree that I don't love the God of War fast travel system, especially post game where uh, and they do it in the second game as well. 
post game where I'm kind of like, I just want to go to a different point in the map, the same map. Do I have to go through the door to the other area, stand there for a minute while it loads the door and then go through the door again? That does annoy me. I understand why they're doing it and it's trying to be arty, but can I not just go through the door and then I come out the door at the other end? Do I have to go to the realm between realms every time? Yes. Do I, Santa Monica? I've taken to just standing still in those Yeah, now. me too. Because for the longest time in the first game, I, th- I thought, I, it didn't even occur to me, which in hindsight is very stupid, that you're only ever running round the roots of that tree until they finish talking. Yeah. And then it's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then the tree just spawns at the next available opportunity. Yeah. I just stand still in there now. Me too. That's mm. why I started doing. Um, but speaking of fast travel, I don't know exactly the reason they did this, but in Borderlands 3, um, they boosted the size of the maps quite significantly um, and then refused to put any fast travel points in the maps. There were certain maps that were like long, continuous sections that were like linear um, that they put a vending machine or a fast travel point right at the beginning and that was it. That was all you get. Which for a game which is a looter shooter, uh, it's it doesn't make sense. It, it was like really annoying and hard to play in those maps. And I don't know if they did it to kind of bit more realism that you can't just like stop halfway and sell all your stuff in the middle of a boss fight. But it did annoy me until about six months later when they finally added all of the fast travel points that they needed to add to all the maps that were too big. Um, so yeah, I, I liked Borderlands 3's maps, but they just didn't put any of the like quality of life things that they had in Borderlands 2 in it. Mm. So yeah. Borderlands really getting a <laughs> getting get a a bashed, today. yeah. Uh, I haven't gone with Borderlands. I've gone with uh, Soulsborne games, mm. and particularly the Dark Souls series, where this is sort of a gameplay thing, but also kind of a an artistic flourish thing because I feel like it's built into the gameplay. For example, slow Estus drinking animations. Right, mm. you've got to really. Breathe it in, man, and watch this Watch this knight who's about to be clobbered over the head by some great big monster slowly lift the Estus no flask to, to drink it. Like in, for example, God of War, if I'm in trouble and my health's about to run out, I know I can press L3 and R3 and engage uh, Spartan Rage, mm-hmm. and then basically I'm invulnerable for a bit, and it's, it just happens instantly. Like I can, I can trigger it at the last second. Dark Souls, though, I know that there's a tactical element of having to pick your time to drink your Estus, but especially in Dark Souls 2, where when you drink your Estus, your health slowly refills rather than just going straight back up. Mm. It's a real pain in the ass. Similarly, with when you're walking through a fog wall or a fog gate to enter a boss fight, enemies can still hit you through the wall and while you're walking through it, especially in Dark Souls 2. And... uh, Maybe they could just not do that. Maybe when you press X to interact with the fog wall, the enemies just vanish because you're in the boss fight now, Mm -hmm. for example. And then it can still play the animation of you walking through it, and that's absolutely fine. The fact that you have to watch the animation while you potentially get absolutely brutalized, completely defenseless from the back, is uh, it can be really annoying, Mm -hmm. especially if you're attempting a boss fight for the seventh or eighth time and you've just run past the enemies to get to it mm. and then everyone beats the crap out of you while you can't defend yourself. I th- I, I think that counts as an artistic flourish. It's sort of a, a broad topic kind of open to interpretation. I think that about 
when in most games when you're you have like a fight mechanic that you've unlocked that has an animation that is specific to it that you can't stop once you've started it and you can still take damage at the beginning and the end of the animation like you know that you know you're gonna have your character's gonna do a thing where they pull their bow out and just in that like scene you're still getting punched from the back and you're like but i can't do anything about this this ability is good, but it takes 10 minutes out of the side and she's being beaten up the entire time. Yeah. So that doesn't like me. And that is quite common, I think, in a lot of PlayStation games. They're like, we've added this really cool animation to this ability, but you will still get kicked in the face the entire time. Mm -hmm. So sorry about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, it's time to move on Yeah. to a section we've never done before. Never. It's called What We Playing. Mm. Oh. It's what we play in time. Time to talk about the video games that we have been playing. Peter Austin, mm -hmm. what have you been playing? I have been, well, I was going to say I've been all over this week. I've, I've not been all over this week in, in that I, I had a, 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 a compacted session of multiple games all in one go. Mm -hmm. So I had a friend who was, who's been up in Scotland and was on the way down from Scotland and stopped on the way back from by a Newcastle. Um, and because I don't, I don't think I own any split screen games on my PS5, maybe on my PS4, which I've not even set up. I just set up the PS5 and didn't bother uh, wiring up the PS4. Is CTR Nitro Fuel split screen? Is yeah. That yeah. yeah, I could have played so. that maybe, but I didn't. I didn't think to play that <laughs> one. It just occurred to me then. But we played a bunch of uh, my old games on my PS2. So I played some Future Perfect. That was mm -hmm, fun. Mm -hmm. uh, played some Tekken Tag Tournament. Uh, and we also played some Burnout. It wasn't Burnout Revenge. No, what's the... Yeah, it wasn't Burnout Revenge, which is my favorite one. Uh, but I, for some reason, got rid of that. But we played Burnout 3, which is still pretty good. So, um, yeah, a bit of a bit of P PS2 stuff. That was a lot of fun. Nice. And I've also done a bit more practice for my Spyro 2 stream that's coming out because I need to make sure that I, I'm not just there all day. <laughs> and what's the date of that again? Uh, that is the, is it the 9th? Um, it's next Friday. So yeah, yeah, I think it's the 9th of December, mm -hmm. next Friday. Mm -hmm. Starts about 12 p.m. That's 12 noon. Yeah, it's the 9th. I can't believe you're doing that the day after the Game Awards stream. I know, Are you insane? Lunatic. Well, I realized I had to do it on a Friday on one of my days off because I can't very, I can't in good conscience just sit and play Spyro <laughs> for like six hours on an actual work day. So did something just the tinsel just it made it not yeah we did that a minute ago but nothing oh, yeah. actually happened I think it's we just did it up there as well the TV tinsel is it's migrating hey. it's just sort of getting warm wow maybe it'll be warm. fine it'll be fine probably yeah. it'll be alright uh, yeah so uh, I thought I've, I've got to do it on what is ordinarily a day off and the way it falls like all my Friday I've had to like on a different week I've like moved it around and I'm mm. not off on the Friday and so it just has to be then so I've been practicing Spyro. And I think I have decided that God of War is just not for me. It's just not going to be for me. And that's not having even played it. it hello? Uh, it's not It's not having even played it. I just can't bring myself to sit down and give it a go. So, Peter, it's only so 40 hours long. It's only 40 hours long. And I've just reached that point where I'm like, it's not that I'll never play a big game like that again. There are a couple coming out next year that I'm very keen to play. Um and uh, yeah, it's not that I don't have the time to play any game over like 10 hours. I'm looking forward to Resident Evil 4, for example, which will be many hours of gameplay, I'm sure. But um, I think unless it's something that I'm really drawn to, 
I'm probably got to pick your battles. I've got to pick my mm. battles, and uh, I just I I don't think I've got 40 hours to spare on top of everything else I'm doing in the next couple of weeks or months. So that's so sad. It is. I it is in a way, but but I just think you know. In the past few years, I've just had less and less time to play me games. And mm. so what little game time I do have has to be for the things I need to do, like have fun with me friends and practice. <laughs> Why wouldn't your friends want to watch just you sit and watch me play, play God, God of War, of War yeah. on my own? Yeah, I don't know. Some friend. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, that is what I've done this week. Mm. And um, yeah, I'm doing a Spyro thing in like on the ninth. So watch that if you want. Watch it. No, do watch it. Yeah. No, even if you don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. Watch not it. You, yeah. If you, you don't want right? to, still watch. Uh, Ashton, what have you been playing? Wow. Thanks for asking. I've been playing um, some. I played some Overcooked Saturday night. Mm. I went to Owen off of Codsaholic's house and helped him and his girlfriend finish the missions on Overcooked that they hadn't got three stars <laughs> on. Um, I also went to watch a movie, but there was mainly that. Um, so I helped them do a couple of those missions. I got thrown in at the second to last story mission and then did the final mission. And I had no idea what was going on. I didn't know how to make anything. I was just figuring it out as I was going along. And then we had a full argument about one of the levels where you have to like move around on a like on a platform in a square and everything's on like a different corner and you have to move around and do stuff. And we were fully like arguing with each other and um, we were like, whoever's in control has to also be in charge. And then we decided that we'll do that and then we'll never play the game again. So I think Emily was like, uninstall this, I'm done with it. Um, so we played some Overcooked. I have played some more God of War. I've got like the final two trophies left to get now, which is just like the kind of final two boss fights post game that I need to do I can't do them it's too hard I'm not very good at the combat and I keep dying and I was getting annoyed so I haven't played it since like Monday partially because I haven't had time and also just because I'm like I don't want to keep getting my ass kicked it's making me sad mm. so um I haven't finished God of War yet but I've finished pretty much everything else apart from that and then I played some two-point campus because I didn't really know what to do with myself and it was the only thing installed on my PC while I was waiting for something else to install. So I played a bunch of that mm. just to to play that and I was basically spent like three or four years in one of the missions just trying to get the third star because I couldn't get all of my kids to graduate with an A star and it was annoying me. But eventually I did it after three years. And then um, the last thing I played again i played some more saints bro um hmm. my boyfriend always makes fun of me says is this just your favorite game isn't it and i'm like it's not my favorite game i'm very aware that it's a bad game i just like playing it because it's a game we can play together and it's stupid and we can just bumble around and shoot things mm -hmm. um they did like a big update in november that fixed some things and changed a bunch of stuff like put garages around the map so you don't have to drive to one specific location to save your car um they added it so that you can finally call your car to you because oh, you could set up like your favorite cars and like put them in your garage but unless you wanted to go all the way back to one location and right. get them you couldn't get and it you had to have like a certain level of like loyalty or friendship yeah, exactly. with the garage man for him to bring it yeah and then also like um if you go into a, any story mission or any side quest, they just get rid of your car, just gets binned off. And then you're like, oh God, I drove it all the way here and now it's gone. Um, so you can call in for your car now. 
So That's good. Yeah. Finally. But it does still annoy me that every time it wants me to do a driving mission, which is practically every side mission that there is, is just a driving mission. Um, I can't use my fast car that I've upgraded. I have to use the crappy car that they give me. Mm. But they really didn't put any effort into this game. There's like a bunch of like um, side hustles and nearly every single one of them is exactly the same. It's either go and find something, take a picture of it or steal it or drive a car from this location to a different location in a matter of time. Mm -hmm. And it's, yeah, they're rubbish. But I'm going to keep playing it because it's my favorite game. I think that was part of the reason why I enjoyed it as well because it it was, it's broken mm. it's completely broken and there's clearly a lot of shortcomings it is but objectively just, a bad game there was just something about it that i found really weirdly compelling mm. like i didn't want to stop playing it until i finished it and i have no i had no interest in doing all the side stuff and things but like i, I did see the story to the end and uh yeah it's not going to be one of my games of the year that's for sure no fascinating mm. like how how a game so wonky could uh be so um what's the term i'm looking for uh, in uh, enchant, not enchanting. Uh, uh any anything. Um, in, in, I'm quite enjoying watching you struggle. In, immersive, not immersive. In enrapturing, maybe yeah. that kind of thing. Is so you want to keep going back to it? Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah. There we go. That was yeah. worth listening to. Yeah. <laughs> Did you enjoy Ben going? Yeah. Mm. Um, but that's everything I played this week. Cool. Uh, I've only played two things this week, the same as last week, God of War and Pokemon. Mm. Uh, I've played a bit more of Pokemon. I've finished one of the sort of uh, story threads that you that you go off on. That's been done now, all the, the, all the gigantic Pokemon. Uh, I am nearly done with the gyms and I'm nearly done with the Team Star bases. So I think I'm... I'm making some progress. Most of my team is like level 60 now as well. I've got my team mm. sorted, so that's good. Although I d I'm going to need someone who actually knows how Pokemon games work to tell me why Pikachu is so rubbish. Because Pikachu's rubbish. Pikachu's like every game that I've thought, I'm going to have a Pikachu because I want a Pikachu. They've just been underpowered and they just get knocked out by literally anything. And it's just a complete waste of a party space. In my opinion, I'd like to be corrected or told what I'm doing wrong. Maybe my Pikachu hates me. It's rubbish because mm. it's a mouse. Because yeah. it is a mouse, yeah. But you just, you know, it's got no no fight in it at all. Mm. It always just, it's Maybe always just made a paper. It's thing. like, I don't need to fight. I'm famous. Could be that. Like, be that. Like, I, why do I have to put any effort in? Because I'm literally famous. Yeah. You're going to carry me around because I'm Pikachu. I'm not because detective. I'm good. Yeah. Do you really I'm like Ryan me, Reynolds. or do you only have me because I'm the Pikachu off the off the comics yeah. and the? If you can't handle me at my Pikachu, you don't deserve me at whatever at Pikachu's my, evolution is. Right, you. Right, at, at my good good at battle. Yeah. So yeah, my Pikachu's kind of rubbish, but uh, everyone else in my party is really pulling their weight, and I'm having a great time. <laughs> uh, still runs like crap though, but mm. I haven't had any more crazy glitches or I haven't had any crash crashes or anything. Seems like most of the glitches and bugs that people are having are in multiplayer, like online stuff. I don't have Switch online or Nintendo online, so I haven't played any of that. Um, so I've not experienced any of that. Mm. God of War, I've only really been able to dabble with a little bit. I'm uh, 25 hours in now, I think. So I don't think I'm too far from the end, but who knows? I'm hoping this weekend I'll have some time to actually play it because I had a busy weekend last weekend. So we will see, but that is what I've been playing. Mm. Yeah. Should mm. I do question two? Yes, yeah. please. This comes from Bartek. Hello, B and A and Mr. P. This will be stupid, fun, maybe even weird question. 
But imagine that you can perform boring chores, however like a however like a particular genre of video game. For example, dishes, but it's a fighting game or QTE slash rhythm game uh, or QTE slash rhythm during phone calls. What would you choose? I've woken up from carbohydrate sh- sugar slash sugar coma after Tatapil, and I wish you great plopless days. High five, Bartek. Thanks, Bartek. Thanks, Bartek. I have decided that I would... I, so I don't like ironing. No. Um, okay. Partly because I'm really bad at it, um, and I feel like I'm standing there doing a chore, which no one likes to do by definition. It's a chore. Uh, but not only am I standing there doing a chore, feeling like, uh, and like... <laughs> I could be doing something else right now, but then I've got nothing to show for it because but when I'm done, I'm like, that's rubbish. I've like ironed, <laughs> I've ironed out all the little creases and then I've accidentally pressed one little fold directly into the shirt. And now I have to do that whole mm. area again. And then you flip it over and do that side. And then in doing that, you're creasing the bottom of it because you've not perfectly flattened it out onto the, I just can't do it. I'm rubbish. Um, but what I would like to do is combine it somehow with something like Fruit Ninja, okay. mm. where I just lay the, the item out in front of me, and there's all these like targets that just fly in and out. They're like overlaid on it. And if like four of them line up in one go, and I get the iron and they go swoosh like that, and yeah. I hit them all, still done. then it, it, it does the shirt instantly. And then I hang that one up, and then watch some more targets, try and get like, and you know, maybe, maybe for like a shirt, you have to hit like five, yeah. But for just like a t-shirt or something or some jeans, you only have to hit three. So there's like a different level of challenge. Do you iron jeans? No, but okay. you know, I'm okay. just saying All something, right. something like because that's insane. Right? Chinos or something. Chinos. Chinos. Uh, yeah. So that is what I would like. I used to really enjoy Fruit Ninja back in the day. Now it's like heavily monetized. I mm. think you can still play it for free, but um, mm. they try and make you watch ads at any given opportunity. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, that's what I'd do. I would like that thing that happens in games where you're like, press X to sort, you know, get dressed. And then it just fades to black and then you're dressed. (laughs) I would like it to be like, press X to clean bathroom. And then I just open the door. And then when I come, like when it cuts back in, everything's clean. Briefly start animating and then it fades. I like wipe one swipe across the mirror and everything sparkles and it's clean. Yeah, Mm, Um, that's good. Or alternatively, I would like a like button mashing game to just do, to just stack the dishwasher. Like as if I just had to like slam the X button and everything went in the dishwasher. Um, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I've I've committed murder that way. I'm pretty sure I could do the dishwasher really quickly. I mean, those are those are transferable skills. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, these two things are very much (laughs) they're the same thing. Um, War crimes, dishwasher, the same thing. Um, Yeah, I would really like to be in a video game where I can just press one button and it just does it for me. Like clean room picks up one t-shirt done everything's away where it should be that would be ideal that would be good um yeah i don't want to have to really do any gameplay mechanic at all i'd like it to be the the quickest and most convenient thing ever Mm -hmm. of simply fading to black and uh i just pass out (coughs) and i want to wake up everything's fine Mm. that would be good that would be a good one i like that one uh, my walk home from work is really boring. I can't be bothered with it mm, most days. Yeah. So if I could just have a transition screen where it shows me just f- from like a side on view walking for a few seconds and then maybe I have to press uh, R1 and L1 or LB and RB 
like you do in heavy rain where you're scampering down a muddy bank. You just go, oh, you didn't slip, but I just have to do that and, and then I'm home. That'd be so Or good. maybe you could fade to a loading screen and just give you a hint. Yeah. It's like a rotating model of you or like something yes. in your yeah. life. And then it says, when, make sure you blow you that candle home? out. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Did you know that you're having curry for tea? Yeah. Oh, you could do it like what we're doing sitcoms where it just like cuts to like aerial shots of Newcastle yeah, an and then you just walk in your door. <laughs> an yeah. establishing shot of my flat would be great. Yeah. Whenever, whenever I want to go home, it would just, it would cut half an hour out of my day. Drum yeah. Then, just do yeah. what they do in the quarry where it's just like a really long panning shot for ages. And yeah. then you're like, I'm home now. Hey yeah. everyone, I'm home. Yay! Yeah. Yeah. Boo! <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd that. Mm. I would love that. That mm. would, ah. Uh, that make I often fantasize about being able to teleport. Yeah, you get that where you you can see like a location ahead of you is like that's where I'm walking, but I it's, I can see it and it's really far. And you just think if I could just go, boop, yeah. just fast just, travel, just get right to that point. It yeah. will cut so much of this. Out. I, I just you, open Google Maps and just tap somewhere and you just fast travel to it. Well, you nailed the answer to the question. If you could have a very low powered superpower, like just <laughs> yes. a sort of really mm. basic, boring. Commute skip. It would be, yeah, you can just set up two points. Basically just a portal gun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just two points. You can maybe use it twice a day. Mm -hmm. That's all you can do. Mm. You know, you can't go zipping off to New York to save the world or whatever. It's just because obviously all, all apocalypses happen in New they York. Are, they do. They um, do. It's just to get home. Mm. That's all you do. Yeah. Absolutely. You, or just teleport to places that you know already. You've had to discover them on yeah, the map. Yeah, on your map. Yeah, like McDonald's. To, yeah. Mm. <laughs> or yeah. Greg's. Yeah. Like I can fast travel home and so I haven't got to go on a train. Oh, but not when enemies are nearby. But not when enemies are nearby. Can you imagine? Or if I'm doing a mission. Yeah. Being faced with a like a four and a half hour drive and then just being able to go, nope. Nope. Whoop. <laughs> yeah. I'll be over at about seven. What do you mean be over? Don't you mean I'll be you need over to set off at about five seconds. two PM? Yeah, yeah, I'll just I'll just I've got my cupboard portal, baby. Yeah. yeah I'll just yeah. I'll be right there. Oh, that'd be so good. Mm. Not a QTE, but still that'd be really nice. Yeah. Uh, well, there we are. It's time to move on to something a little bit strange. A little bit peculiar, perhaps. Mm. A little bit uh, weird. weird news. news. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health 
Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. It's weird news time. Time for some weird video game news. Remember, you can submit weird video game news to us on social media platforms. Uh, and uh, we might get it read out here and you get a little shout out as well. If you want to ensure that you get a shout out, though, you need to go to patreon.com forward slash team triple jump and become a podcast producer at a certain tier. Just like Nathan. G.Y. Goliath. Nexus Polaris. Walco. Nicole Hansen. Ellie Nicholas. Erica Hutchinson. Maldi Albonet. Katie Garrett. And Gabrielle Philippine. Thank, thank you, podcast, podcast producers. producers. Thank you, podcast producers. Peter, have you got some weird news there? I've got some weird news that was submitted on Facebook via uh, from Paul Ansel and also on Twitter by RB at R underscore B84. And you had a bit think, of fluff so in stuck your in nail. my nail. That's just come out of my mm. jumper, I think. Um, so this is according to IGN. Um, oh, that's not even at what? Why is Hello? that not a link? What? You right? That's weird. What's going on? You okay? That, that's not even. What about on the Facebook post? Hello. It yeah. I didn't even realize this whole time. Okay, well you do the Eurogamer one. Um, <laughs> what? Apparently it was just a tweet that IGN had put out with the story, but they'd not put a link to an article. Oh, there. brilliant! Good. And that had been quote tweeted and put in our. Uh, uh. Twitter thread, which I didn't realize until I tried to open it, and I was Tricked. like, oh. So we'll go with the Eurogamer one, which was sent by Facebook. Uh, but thank you both. So this is written by Liv Nagan, who uh, says, yeah, for Eurogamer, I should say, for, uh, who says, Microsoft is selling mini hoodies for Xbox controllers. Okay. Yeah. I wish it was for cats or yes. dogs. Well, that it could be. be if you have a really those. small, small cat or dog. That's true. Um, and the subheading is D-padded jacket. It's not that good, is it? It's, it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> it's the time of year where you may want to cozy up with a nice hoodie. Yup, here in the Northern Hemisphere, we're officially entering the wintery season. This winter, don't let your controllers feel left out with a mini controller hoodie. That, that's a quote, it says. I was going to say, that sounds, like an, that sounds like an advert. Yeah, mm. no, that's just a quote that's been... Put, but then they've not yet said where that's from. That's no. end quote, and then it just says, eh? <laughs> and then, although this next bit sounds like an ad, this is also not a quote. Okay. This is still the article. Feeling the freeze? Well, Microsoft wants you to think about how your hardware is doing because it is selling mini hoodies for your Xbox controllers. Yes, I don't know why either. You can buy them in black or white, and they come in one size. That is, Xbox Series X slash S controller size. Its features include 100% polyester composition and, most importantly of all, a zipper and tiny armholes for your controller. On the back of them is the Xbox logo. So, I have a question mm. about these controllers. Are they just for, like, when you're not using the controller? Or, like, do, are they like big enough... Try and are they big enough it. so you can put your hands in the no. thing? That's what they look so like. So they're literally just for when you're not the using sort of your handle bits of the controllers that is. come through the arms. Hey, that's hey guys, Please. that's stupid. That's, that's stupid. really that's so daft. Uh, I it's it's like the fridge again. It's just it's sort of memory. It's uh, mm. marketing. It's going viral. It's that sort of stuff. Yeah. It has no practical application at all. And so if you imagine viewer, if you're watching at home as opposed to listening, a hoodie. So the the sides of the controller go up your arms. <coughs> 
the main body of the controller goes across here and then there's just a hood up that's just got no there's nothing in because it because it doesn't have a head because the yeah the controller doesn't have a head they're gonna sell a head soon yeah well so it, the article continues <laughs> that's a funny image and says i find it's that bills i find the head space of the hoodie quite haunting like i would need to stick a bobble head on top of my controller so it peeks out it shouldn't be empty up there i guess the armholes for the grips are a cute touch all in all, I guess. <laughs> all in all, it makes the controller look extremely impractical to use. Well, I don't think you're supposed to use it, uh, and I'm not sure. At I'm what... sick of this story. Yeah, and I'm not sure at what other Ashton. times Sorry. you'd be, be wanting to keep a controller warm, other than when you're playing. For whatever reason, people are buying them though because the first batch of hoodies sold out. Oh my god! Pre-orders are still open until the 15th of December, and the batch will ship mid-February. What, when winter's nearly over? What? If you also want to kit out your Xbox controller, you can put in a pre-order on the Xbox gear shop. It'll set you back £21.95 or $24.99, which is probably equivalent to a couple of hours of central heating. I was going to say, yeah, just heat my house. Oh, the biting satire there towards the end. Um, I'm trying to find a controller hoodie on Etsy, but it's just hoodies with pictures. For of gamers. Controls. Gaming mode. I paused my game to be here. It's like the t-shirt we got you. Yeah, yeah. I do wear that. Just get uh, Not outside, but I do wear it. <laughs> you you could probably reverse what Ashton said and look for a pet hoodie for a, like a puppy mm. or a kitten. Yeah, you and get if you were really right concerned that your Xbox controller is cold, you could definitely... You know, knit it a jumper, maybe. Mm. Let's yeah. stop anthropomorphizing our devices, okay? They're not going to get cold. They don't have bills to pay. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's all right. Don't get so I'm getting really cross about it. They don't have bills to pay. They don't have nerve endings to be cold. <laughs> you say that. I, I kept thinking that my phone was, like, sweating the other day because, obviously, it was, it was so cold <laughs> that it was, like, getting condensation on it. And I was like, my, my phone's sweating. Oh, no. What's wrong, phone? Why is my phone so wet? What's wrong, it's phone? sweating. It must be really warm yeah. for some reason. I'd better take my phone hoodie off my phone. <laughs> it's sweating. Foodie. Thank you, Peter. Thank You're you, welcome. Peter. Ashton, have you got a story there? I do. Yeah? This comes from Matthew Wazalowski on Facebook and at JohnnyMac13 on Twitter. Um, you submitted different stories, but I had to go with Nintendo Life because... Random. Random! Players are finding ways to hug and kiss their Pokemon in Scarlet and Violet. Oh. The most wholesome glitch. I guess it depends you're asking yeah it really does yeah um these pokemon scarlet and violet glitches have been really something right at their best hilarious at their worst game breaking but the one reaction that these bugs haven't tapped into is making us go ah that is until now mm. indeed it seems that some players have discovered a way to share the love with their pokemon with the pokemon in their team we are always quick to congratulate our mon after a battle with a berry, a, yeah, a stroke, a picnic. <laughs> but what about when the trainer needs some comfort in return? Fortunately, it looks like you can get a hug from some of the wild creatures out there. As shared by Out of Context Pokemon on Twitter, the game's complete inability to tell where any of their characters are at any given time has some perks, such as Cerulege? Cerulege? Uh, yeah, maybe. Sure. I'm, not, I'm not sure what that Pokemon is. Sometimes no. enter, entering an idle animation when you're near that looks suspicious, like you're receiving a well-intentioned, if not most certainly length, if not most certainly lethal hug. 
So the Pokemon comes up, gives him. Oh, a... oh God! Wow, it's quite it's aggressive. aggressive. Yeah, it's more yeah. like giving you a, a nuggy, a nuggy. Yes. Yeah. McNuggy. A McNuggy. Um, this continues the glitch spotted by some players, where it appears that you can share a kiss with Meowskarder. What? Scarada. That seems right. What are these Pokemon? Huh? What's going on? In a trend that's made its way around the internet at an alarmingly quick rate, when taking a picnic with your team, Meow Scarada will sometimes appear to lean in for a kiss when get when you get too close. Oh, um, the tweet below gives a pretty good example. And then the the cat thing... Oh no, that's weird though because they're all anthropomorphized yeah. animals. Like they've got they've got legs and yeah. stuff. Of course, got legs. Yeah, <laughs> this animation is completely unintentional. A product of the Pokemon learning it, leaning in for a chat with you, and the subsequent hearts showing its enjoyment. Well, guess it was a really good chat. But it is true that you can stand if you stand a little bit closer. The moment looks at all the more intimate. Yeah, I'm going to say it. This is not wholesome at all. No. This is, this is creepy. Oh. It's weird. It's weird, People man. are kissing and poke the animals. Stop sexualizing the animals. Yeah. Neither of these animations can be considered purposeful by any means, but intentional or not, it's always nice to know that your team appreciates you back, even if the signs of affection can be a little too far. Yeah. Wow. Cool. That's, That's weird. That very news. weird. Random. Uh, wanna kiss Random. Wanna Thank kiss you, Ashton. You want to My weird... <laughs> no, I don't. I don't want to do that. I just want to get a better Pikachu, mainly. You got, maybe you've got to kiss him. Kiss the moms. I don't yeah, want to. Them, we all give berries moms. to our moms. Uh, Cameron Keywood, at Cameron underscore Keywood on Twitter, sent this one in. And maybe on Facebook as well. I'm sorry, I didn't have enough time to check it this morning. Uh, this is a Push Square article. Random! Random. Spanish theme park announces new ride based on the Uncharted movie. Oh, such a good movie. Such a good ride, I would hope, yeah. right? Uncharted, as in the movie adaptation starring Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg, is getting its very own ride. Yes, the somewhat divisive film, uh, that slander. Yeah, how dare you? It's the best film ever made. Will soon be converted to a theme park attraction in which you'll be able to feel the same thrills as Nathan Drake himself. Well, we assume. Mm -hmm. Spanish entertainment resort Port, Port Aventura World. God, that was split over two lines and it really threw me. Uh, made the announcement today on social media. In 2023, we welcome a new ride with the arrival of Uncharted at Port Aventura World. Are you ready for an unexpected adventure? <laughs> Sounds a bit threatening, doesn't it? Mm. Uh, there are no details on the ride itself, only that it's set to open in 2023. It makes sense in some ways to have an Uncharted ride at this particular destination, as much of the movie is set and was shot in Spain. It also speaks to the success of the movie that's going ahead, blah, blah, blah. Didn't land critically, but everyone and their dogs went to go and see it. We were um, talking yesterday about what the ride might be. Yes. And we were thinking there's a bit where the boats like jump over each other. <laughs> yes, there's the Fast and Furious sky chase yeah. uh, where there's two ancient galleons Being suspended towed by, by helicopters. helicopters chasing each other and bouncing off mountains. Yeah. And then, Peter, you suggested one that it could well be. It could just be a Papa John's. It could just be a Papa <laughs> it could John's. just be... Li you're literally... I am literally in a, in a Papa John's right now. That could be it. The yeah. Mark Wahlberg experience. I doubt they would do anything as elaborate as some sort of, like, jungle run mm. kind of... You oh, have to right. escape into... Because the setup time on that and the speed at which they'd be able to get people through would be really slow. Mm -hmm. So... 
Yeah, it's going to be bad, isn't it? I'd like it to be like an It's a Small World situation where there's just like animatronics of Tom Holland and Mark mm. Wahlberg. Just a million of them. Yeah, and then at one point you go through Papa John's and you see animatronic Mark Wahlberg go, I'm literally in Papa John's right now. And the whole bus and goes. everyone, yeah! You tell them, Mark John's right now. In a Papa John's right now. If Sony Pictures... Uh, slash Port Aventura World are watching. We would love to come and review it when it's ready. Oh my god, yeah. we would love to. Uh, please, out to Spain. Yeah. please bring us out. We'll come and try it. And we'll make a video we'll be about so it. excited. Everyone else would be there as a joke, but we'll be there for real. We will be there unironically over the moon. Uh, yeah. We'll have a fantastic time. Mm-hmm. That's my weird news. It's time for question three. Fantastic. Thanks, Ben. Uh, question You're three welcome. is from Rock Reese, who says, Hey, Bap, I played the latest Pokemon when it came out and I was shocked at its performance like everyone else. Having recently bought a TV that supports 120 frames per second wow. for the current gen consoles I have, uh, I've been noticing frames more than I ever have previously, especially since I was also playing Zeus of Child. Zeus of Child. In 80 FPS on PS5. For context, that is God of War. Mm-hmm. Um, I always thought that the amount of frames or stability of frames wouldn't. Yes. Prevent something from being my favorite game. So my question to you all, how much stock do you put in frames and or do you even notice it that much? Thank you very much, Rock Reese. Thank you, Rock Reese. Thank you, Rock Reese. I recently bought a new TV uh, during Black Friday. Wow. Wow. Get you. Uh, What is it? Is it a Toshiba? uh, No. Is it a big one? uh, (laughs) It's 45 Is it an Electronica? No. Is what it a, a, a lugger? I think it was LG, yeah. I think it was. Okay. Um, so That's pretty smart. I guessed it. That's pretty smart. Right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, the point I was going to make, actually, <laughs> is that I don't care a great deal about what kind of TV, I, like what brand I get, as long as it's not going to just break. As long break. as it plays PS2 games. Mm. Well, yeah. Uh, or um, I don't particularly care about it being 4K or 60 FPS or certainly not 120 FPS. Because you've been playing in just 1080p, presumably, for this whole time, right? So the whole I have. The PS5s. It's my first 4K TV, uh, first 60 FPS TV as well, I think. Um, and that's partly... So it's not that, like... Because you could say, oh well, Peter, if you've never, if you've not been playing with those, with with that kind of TV, then you don't know what you're missing. And now that you've got this one, you'll be like, oh, okay, yeah, like I should have done this ages ago. But it's not like I don't regularly encounter frame rates like that. You know, when I'm when I'm at work or at mm-hmm. friends' houses or at home, like my my uh, mine and Amy's families both have um, TVs like that. So it's not that I don't understand the difference. But to me, I've never just I've never been that bothered. I think there's still probably an element of not not knowing what I'm missing, but just not um, just just being content with what I've got. So yeah. yes, I understand the difference, but just not having owned one myself, I'm like fine. I'm fine with it. So perhaps now that I've got this one, I'll feel like I I don't want to go back. It's not actually we've not even set it up yet because we want to mount it on the wall. So we're not going to even bother getting it out of the box until we're ready to stick it on the wall. But uh, I mean, it probably is also a contributing thing that I do play, still play a lot of old consoles. I watch shows from 
like I, I watch a lot of old shows on BritBox at the moment, which were obviously filmed at like 30 or at least put out at 30. Um, so uh, yeah, I think perhaps I'll have a completely different opinion of it in a few months time. But um, having been to friends' houses and seen their fancy TVs, I've never thought, oh man, yeah, I wish I, wish I had one of these. It doesn't really affect my um, enjoyment of a game whatsoever, which is good in a way because it means I don't have to worry about putting it in a mode that is going to be pro frame rate. I can always just set games to high graphical fidelity mm. and, and be fine with the fact that it's at 30 FPS. So, um, yeah, uh, I'm all right with it. Ashton. Now, my boyfriend is incredibly anal about frame rates. Right. He can really tell the difference between 30 and 60, and he gets incredibly frustrated that I can't tell the difference. Oh, can you not? No. See, I can tell the difference. I, I, just don't, I yeah. don't notice it really at all. Like, right. I can tell when a game looks better because it's being able to load up 60 FPS, but I couldn't be like, the reason this looks better is because it's loading at 60 FPS. So sometimes I'll be playing a game and I'll be playing it on like the graphical setting, mm. which is like 30 FPS. And he's like, how can you play like that? I don't understand. It looks awful. It's, it's only running at 30. And I'm like, how do you know this? Like, what is it about this that you know? Um, and then last year or the year before, we got um, a new TV in Black mm. Friday that was like a 4K TV. And... When I was moving to Newcastle, I was taking one of the TVs with me and he was, I was like, I'm going to take the older one because I know that if I leave you with the older one, you might have an aneurysm because it can't run things at 60 FPS. Um, so I have been playing mine with a, like a TV that's not as good. But like you say, I don't really mind it all that much. If the frame rate is objectively bad like if it's not yeah, if, it's, like if it's not the game's like you know it's not the yeah if graphically it's the game's fault that the game looks bad i do obviously have an issue with that and if a game runs like trash because of the frame rate it does make it harder for me to play it and i probably won't bother playing it until it's fixed but um it's not you no, <laughs> sorry. Right. No, it's fine. Well. um but if it's just the fact that the graphics on my TV are not as good, I really don't mind that much. I'm not that bothered. Um, also, boyfriend, and he'd have an aneurysm. But me, I'm not bothered. I'm easy. I'm easy breezy. Forget about it. Forget about it. It's okay. Dirty FPS, forget about it. Where's my Horizon PowerPoint? Hey. hey. <clears throat> Sorry, Ashton. I didn't mean to yawn. No, I, it's okay. I was stifling yawns a lot. I thought you were going to sneeze, and I was like going to say bless you. Oh no! And then no, I realised no. it was a yawn. I've Can you imagine a... if I just sneezed directly? <laughs> <laughs> I've stifled a couple of yawns in this podcast. I've oh, done that sort of thing where you just sort of go. Yeah, <laughs> you just keep it in the cheek. <laughs> you straight. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, I, I, I hate the fact that I've really started to notice it now. Like I can mm. see it. And I talked on the podcast when I was playing through Horizon and the first bit of God of War and I had it on the wrong setting. Yeah. I'm like, wow, this doesn't look like it runs very well. And then it just went click. I was like, oh my God, <laughs> it's night and day. The difference here is unbelievable. Um, I definitely think there's a case to be made for getting used to frame rates. Like I could go back and play, I've played plenty of, PS4 games on my PS5 and, you know, some PS3 games as well on the PS3 in the past couple of years uh, that are not running at 60 frames per second. And while you can tell they're not running at 60 frames per second, it doesn't take long before you just acclimatize and yeah. you get used to that. However, jumping between, as cited by Rock Reese and myself recently, jumping between God of War at 60 FPS and Pokemon 
is incredibly jarring. Yeah. There's there's a real difference there. Um, I I don't think it would ever necessarily put me off getting a game I was really interested in, but. For example, I, I do intend to play Gotham Knights at some point, and mm -hmm. I know that that had some real frame rate problems going on with it at, at times. And I'm hopeful that by the time I get around to playing it, that will have been fixed or mitigated to, to some extent. And even if it hasn't, I'll probably I'll notice them, but I'll probably be all right. Yeah. Um, my main frustration, though, as I said it now, is that the fact that I can identify these issues, and I wish I couldn't. <laughs> I wish it was just sort of like, hey, it's... It's a game, and that's cool, but we've been spoiled. We've been spoiled by this new consoles and uh, and shinier TVs, and now, while it won't put me off playing a game per se, it, it is very noticeable to me, and, and that's kind of annoying. I remember mm. there being a period of time in the sort of... It was either kind of late PS2, Xbox, or early 360, PS3 eras, where... Um, I would have issues reading text sometimes on screens because I didn't have a, an HD TV at the time. And I don't know if maybe games were starting to be developed with a kind of a bit of an HD thing in mind. Mm. And sometimes fonts would be really small, like subtitles or like level descriptions on loading screens or whatever. And sometimes you'd be like, what is that? And it's not that like it wasn't a short sighted thing. You can be right up close to the TV and it, it's purely a, a a pixel thing you know a, a resolution thing um so yeah definitely i i noticed the difference when hd came in and mm. i think that was a, a huge thing but like now it's not um a sort of a practical problem anymore it's just a a, a visual splendor kind of thing mm. yeah so yeah yeah well it's time to move on to something rather large mm. can you guess what it's called you should we've done it before it's called The Big Discussion. It's Big Discussion time. Time to talk about this week's big video game discussion that comes courtesy of Janet Wicks. If you could time travel and relive a particular era of gaming, i.e. Archive Craze, Rise of Nintendo, or Whenever Sega Was Good, etc., which would you choose? Mm. Thank you, Wicks. Thank you, Janet. That's a good question. <laughs> Thank you, Janet. Peter, a lot of nostalgia love here. Well, generally, yes. When would you go? <laughs> but this is and the why? Thing. Well, <laughs> hmm. I don't need to go back and relive, uh, you know, either the sort of PS One era or even stuff a little bit before then, because it's actually relatively easy to emulate that stuff. Mm. And I don't think you lose a great deal by sitting at home and playing it. You can still, at, at this point, you can play it on a sofa with a controller in your hand and you can still be emulating it if you just hook up a, a PC to a TV or something like that. So you've you've almost got the exact experience. Yes, you sometimes have to faff around with emulation settings, but it's all right. So I don't think I would waste this opportunity on that. Waste. I would waste. either... Um, go back further to the arcades and actually try and get involved in that whole culture of like, you know, a group of friends all going down to the arcade and hanging out. It's not just that I want to play those games. In fact, the games themselves aren't as appealing as sort of the whole experience of everyone going and, you know, maybe there's that one kid who's really good at that one game and everyone's like, he's doing it, he's doing it, he's going to win the high score and everyone runs over. I mean, it's all a bit like sort of, American movie Hollywood mm. uh, thing, and maybe it didn't Watch quite this kid. happen mm. like that. But you know, if I could go to a slightly, 
maybe a slightly fantastical version of um, the arcade era, you know, the sort of the 80s or whatever, then that sounds quite appealing. Um, and then I thought a slightly curveball answer, it, I would quite like to go back and just relive um, playing the Xbox 360, um, which is emulatable um, or, you know, the, the games are on Game Pass and stuff. But I mean, like, go and again, like, it's part of the it's the experience as much mm. as it is about the games. And that was a period in my gaming life where I played the most multiplayer I've ever played. I've never played more before or since or before I did a lot of like couch co-op, but never online. Um, Oblivion. Uh, that's what I was going to say. That was the one for me. Yeah. So what a game changer. So playing Halo online, playing Halo solo as well, which I just enjoyed. And then Oblivion. Those are the three like big things that I think of from the 360 era. And and a few like really good one-off titles as well, like Condemned, I enjoyed at the time. Don't think it's aged as well. I streamed the whole game uh, like last year, was it maybe, at Halloween? And it wasn't, wasn't that good. Maybe it was this year. But anyway, um, going back and playing it and maybe trying to... The issue with these time travel questions as well is it, do you go back with the knowledge you've got now and try and like recapture the magic because you probably wouldn't do or do you just go back and kind of naively mm. uh, live it all again? And that's what I'd like to do with the Xbox 360. Just go and do that all over again because I had a great time. But yeah, probably the arcade is the, the real time travel one. I also thought the arcade uh, just because I think I would have a lot of fun with the social element of yeah. going and all hanging out together and playing games together. Um, like you say, I don't know if that many arcade games really interest me. I think that like we're in a kind of time at the moment where arcades are few and far between and a lot of them have kind of the same few games. And even then you can't really class all of them as an arcade because they have maybe like four games and then they have like loads of claw machines. Yeah, like and like yeah, ball throwing yeah. games and stuff. Um, but when we went to NQ64, mm. uh, check the video, it's coming out tomorrow, um, where there was lots of games there that I found really interesting and I wanted to play. Um, but I think I would love just going... I think I don't love the corporate, corp, what am I trying to, the like corporatization mm. of an arcade in this era. I would like to just go with like a bunch of kids as a child and go and like hang out at the arcade with my friends, take my pocket money so I can play some games. Um, whereas now a lot of them are like, arcades are for adults. And then if you want to come in here, you also have to pay money. A lot of money to have a good time. Remember arcades? They're expensive. Now. They are. Yeah. yeah. And they don't have the same kind of atmosphere. Anymore, no, they're not they don't. full of kids. They're never full of kids. No. I don't find them. Unless anyway. you go to the seaside. Yeah, that's yeah. true. They're, they tend to be busy. But like, for example, the one in the gate is always very empty. Yeah. Um, you, me world, I think mm. is what that's called. Yeah. Um, I would like the the version of arcades that was popular way back in the 80s where it was for kids and teens to hang out one of those like what was they called second places is that what they're called or like that there's like a a kind of thing that was like a mentality i don't know if it was called like second or third places where it wasn't your house it wasn't work but it was a place you'd all go and hang out together right. and it was like a communal space that was like it was like cafes or um halls or arcades that was like a place that everyone would go hang out but nowadays it's not really the same mm. nowadays it's a lot more like individuals go and they don't make friends with strangers in cafes for example you keep to yourself right right so right yeah interesting yeah 
Well, I would go to the mid to late 90s as I am now as an adult uh, because I have a lot of nostalgia for that time. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I think I just buy loads of stuff, <laughs> really. I just buy all the things that I wanted as a, as a kid. And, you know, it's now not just that it's now worth a lot of money, but a lot of people are very nostalgic for that time. Yeah. And, you know, you see these things fetch a very high price. I want the CRTs. I want the the big blockbuster releases that were coming out, your Metal Gear Solids, your Final Fantasy VII's, you know, games that hadn't been seen like that before all coming out around that kind of time. Uh, the fact that the, the games industry wasn't mostly digital at that point. Yeah. So yeah. there were just boxes everywhere for everything and the big chunky signage and different corporations and companies just literally at each other's throats with their advertising magazines and, and posters and yeah things. there was like a real fat obviously there was a lot wrong with the industry then as there is still now in many ways but if i could just go to a a video game store in the in the mid to late 90s or even just somewhere like toys r us mm. and things that would be amazing you see these archived uh photos and uh sort of newsletters and bits of literature that people have held on to or that are inserted into game sleeves and mm. game boxes and stuff and it shows all of their the product range for that season and you just think oh man that's so cool yeah if only i could walk in there right now and buy a brand new sealed such and such mm. you know, and that would be incredible i used to love going to toys r us and then like going down the video game aisle and they had all the like the controllers on the sticks yeah. so you could like mm -hmm. play the demos yeah, the booths they were mm. so fun they were excellent. Yeah. But that's where I would go, mainly on a shopping spree. Mm. Yeah, it's fair <laughs> to enough. Be honest. The stuff that I would buy that like you say, it's not it's not that I then want to just bring it back to twenty twenty two and flip it. Like at I, for example, I would really like a copy of Tomb One or to Tombow One. Mm. Um and that is purely because I like it. I own the second one and it would just be nice to have one. It's not because it's worth a load of money and it'd be cool to have. It's like, no, I I just want that game to play it. Mm. Um yeah. but they're just so expensive now. So I'm I don't think I'm ever going to justify spending that much money. So mm -hmm. it'd be nice to go back and just spend 20 quid on it instead. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There, there are so many things like that, even in the past 10, 15 years where you go to CEX and there's there's like a a, a PS4 game or a, or a, a 3DS game in, in the little glass case that's 70 pounds. Yeah. I'm like, what? And it's because they printed so few of them mm. or something like that. And you just think, if only you knew. Yeah, if only you had the foresight to buy that at the you know the the launch price mm. when you when you had the chance. But mm. uh, there we are. We live and we learn. Let us know in the comments below where you would like to time travel to if you could anywhere in gaming history. We'd love to know, Peter. Yes, I believe you're going to tell people where on the internet. Uh, the listeners can find us. I am. You can go to youtube.com and twitch.tv forward slash team triple jump for all of our content. We put, uh, we do videos on YouTube and we do live streams on both. Um, and when we're streaming on both, we're modded by Lobrotovich, Trowling Badger and Mr. Black. Thank you guys. Thank you if guys. you've got Amazon Prime, uh, one of the benefits of that it's just bundled in, no extra cost, is a free Twitch sub. And you can spend that on us and get all the usual uh, perks of being a sub. And uh, everyone's a winner. I did that the other day. Did you? Yeah. I used to do that mm. when we had Prime. I just had it spent on Triple Jump, which yeah. is good. Uh, Twitter.com and Facebook.com forward slash Team Triple Jump to get to our Twitter and Facebook. Uh, there's loads of stuff on there. Video and live stream announcements. 
little bits of questions and bits of news and all kinds of things posted there by mostly Fraser. Thank you, Fraser, for looking after that. Also, TikTok.com forward slash at Team Triple Jump. Ashton is actually going to be like making a load of stuff for that now. I put TikTok out yesterday. Oh, did you? Top ticks. Top ticks. Um, yesterday, time of recording uh, or time of publishing? Time of recording. Okay. What was it about? It was about uh, my video game opinions. It was mm. to a sound. Uh, it was very hard to explain to you. It, I, I'll just show you in. Okay, okay that's fine. Thanks. Uh, but we've been saying for ages, oh, we'll start doing more TikToks. We're, We're doing them. Doing well, Ashton's doing them. Yeah. Uh, and patreon.com forward slash team triple jump. There's loads of tiers there with loads of different rewards uh, for a, a whole diff- a whole big price range. Loads of different <laughs> options for you if you only want to spend a dollar or $250 mm. or anything. So yeah. have a look at that. We have a website. It's triple J dot mup, triple J U dot MP. It spells jump. It's very clever. If you want to join our Discord, you can go to triple J dot mup forward slash Discord and chat with our wonderful community. On Discord, we're modded by Jack, Joe, Tori, and Hollow Eyes. And if they tell you to do something, bloody well do it. All right? What? If you want to listen to the podcast in its audio forms, want to go to triplejet.mup forward slash podcast. To catch up on all of our live streams, you can go to triplejet.mup forward slash vods. If you want to book a cameo from any of us or James Jenkins, maybe, you know, Christmas is coming up. Mm-hmm. We'll, say, we'll do a little Christmas message do for you Christmas if you want. Happy um, Christmas. Happy Christmas. Merry Christmas. Um, you can go to triplejet.mup forward slash cameo. And if you want to buy some sick and cool merch, none of us are sporting that today, I don't I think. I've got a shirt on. Yeah, is that still available? Yeah, yeah. The, that shirt's that's not. Pete just wanted to get it out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> get your tiny Peter. Get out your tiny Peter out. You can go to triplejumpshop.com and make sure you're following at triplejumpshop on Twitter for the latest merch announcements. New merch drop coming next week. Yes, yes. it's, it's happening. Uh, brand new merch drop, and hopefully, if you get your order in in time, there is a, a festive item. Um, it should be there with more than enough time to spare for Christmas so uh, keep your eyes peeled and if you want that festive item it will be very limited and will not be available for long so go grab it go and grab it grab it why not follow Peter and Ashton on Instagram and Twitter and hi yeah at that Peter Austin and at Scrambled Ashton and myself on Twitter and well on Twitter at Confused underscore dude and on Hive uh confused dude with no underscore that's not it's a, not allowed not to hand, to it's say. not allowed an underscore uh, lists every Monday Tuesday Wednesday Thursday streams every Monday Tuesday Wednesday and Thursday Thursday being the joint stream Blaze it. on YouTube Monday Tuesday Wednesday being solo streams on Twitch uh, just as a slight announcement following on from Peter's very exciting big boy stream coming next Friday is it next, next Friday? Friday yeah, yeah it's next I, Friday. I don't know what day or date it is it's today or now but yeah next Friday Coming this, this next coming. Friday, I will also be doing a big stream. That will be during the festive break, though. 29th. 29th. Thank you, Ashton. Yes, the you 29th. I'm really good at dates. It's like the one thing I'm all right at. She knows. So the 29th, I'm going to be doing a full New Game Plus run in Demon's Souls. I don't know how long it's going to take me, but I'm going to start late morning. So if you're off work and you're in that sort of no man's land over the festive period, come say hi. Mm. Uh, what else have we got? Worst games ever is Fortnightly, Friday for patrons of a certain tier 
Sunday for everyone else. The podcast is every Saturday. We do shows all the bloody time. Speaking of which, we'll tell you about one in a second. Mm. Why not leave a five-star review on your platform of choice? It helps something to do with Al Gore's rhythms. We'd really, really appreciate it. And it's free. It doesn't take any time at all. Just five stars. Love this podcast. Wow, so cool. Thank you. The hosts are so funny and handsome. They're so funny and handsome, all of them. Mm. This week, very exciting. We've got a follow-up to the 101 Games everyone must play is that what it was called the first one yeah, yeah. pretty much something like that yeah. and it's 101 worst games of all time the worst reviewed games of all time 101 of them some real stinkers some real stinkers yeah. it's a really big long list cats worked very very hard on the script and kieran's done a great job with the edit as well mm. that'll be live right now so you can go and watch that it's it's an excellent video and on sunday we've got a very special video coming out haven't we yeah. We do, yeah. Remember Prove It from way back when when we did the wet wrestling like four months ago? Well, guess what? We filmed another one. Um, we went to NQ64 in Newcastle. Which is an and, arcade which bar. Which is an arcade bar. And uh, we had learned from the VR game Star Tenders, which thank you so much for giving us access to it. Yeah. Um, and we learned how to be bartenders from that game. Mm. So we put it into practice in a real actual bar with real actual bartenders and yeah. real actual alcohol. Um, and they turned out. You'll have to watch. Yes, they turned out. They turned out. They certainly turned out. We mm. were allowed to actually. None of us have worked as bartenders before. I yeah. did a very tiny shift in a pub once, but I've certainly never made a cocktail before no. in a bar. Uh, so it was quite the experience. And thank you to NQ64 for having us. And it's a great video. It is. Go and watch us mess around. It that. was a while. It ago. was ages ago. It was, yeah. like it was a very long October. time ago. Uh, so yes, go and watch that. That'll be out on Sunday. Please. Mm. And next week, Peter, there's mm. a big old stream happening, isn't there? There is. It is the Game Awards, Ooh. TGA. Um, so obviously you might be there for the awards, but we're as much there for the trailers and things. And Jeff. Mm. And, and Jeff. Of course, yeah. Jeff. Um, so very exciting. We'll be streaming that live. You'll be able to watch along with us. And we'll have a few little incentives as well to mm. Um, mm. kind of uh, for donations, which would be nice. Yeah, it starts at... 12.30 a.m. GMT for us. I think it's like 7 p.m. if you're in America and yeah. uh, 1 a.m. if you're in Europe. Uh, Australia, hey, it's probably like 10 a.m. Probably so got the 12, best time. 12.30 a.m. on Friday, Friday morning. morning. Friday morning, yeah. Very, very early. Thursday night, Friday morning. So yeah. we'll yeah. be up late. And if you're feeling like sticking around till the early hours of the morning, we will be there to keep you company. We will be there indeed. Losing our minds. What's going to come out of this year? Last year was Is This Legs. What could possibly top it? I don't know. I don't know. Only 12 hours later, I'll be streaming all the way through Spyro 2. Peter mm -hmm. will be streaming. Without gliding. Can yeah. it be done? Yes, it can. Yeah. And I'll show you yeah. how. <laughs> come check it out. Thank you so much for listening slash watching everybody. And thank you again to everybody who sent in tap. We can't wait to share the video with you. Mm -hmm. uh, and we will catch you next week, I suppose. Yep. Have a lovely rest Bye. of your weekend. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.